Welcome to Staying the Course. Join us as we navigate the uncompromised Word of God with Pastor Brett Peterson. Uh, today for Mother's Day, we uh, have a special message, but we've been actually uh, three weeks now into our 40 Weeks to Freedom series. And last week, our text was Ephesians chapter 4, and we covered two verses, verses 1 and 2. Hold on one second. Technical difficulties. Here we go. And we really figured out that the whole Bible from Genesis to Revelation is really about God's love for us, how we can know God and experience that love and then give that love to others. Really, the fact is, it's all about love. In Ephesians chapter 4, starting at verse 1, it says, Therefore, I, the prisoner of the Lord implore you to walk in a manner worthy of your calling, which you have been called. And the next verse, verse 2, Paul tells us how to do that with the five qualities we went over last week. With all humility and gentleness, patience, tolerance, and love for one another. I pray that you attempted to treat other people this week as you want God to treat you. It's kind of a profound thing as we today celebrate our moms, and it is so good. But Mother's Day can be difficult if you've lost a child or if you lost your mom. Cheryl's mom passed away on this day last year. And even though we do celebrate with all the moms, we know that your heart can be broken. If your children have passed, if your children have fallen away from the Lord, or they're estranged from you. But I want you to know that we are all part of the family of God. The minute we put our faith in Jesus Christ, we are born again, and the Holy Spirit comes into us, and we become children of God. That's why Jesus said, pray in this manner, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. This morning, God loves you. No matter what sin you've done, no matter how you failed God, God is with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. And you are forgiven by the blood of Jesus Christ and cleansed from all sin. Mother's Day is a wonderful celebration of all women. Whether you are a mom, you're about to be a mom, or maybe uh, you're just a mom to all the children that we have at church. But the pain you can experience through loss is difficult to overcome. Our hearts and prayers are with all of you that have lost a son or a daughter or a mom or a dad. We can't even imagine the depth of pain that you feel. We pray that God would comfort you and hold you during this Mother's Day. You're not alone. Even though you may be at home sequestered and maybe you haven't been with people for a while, as part of the family of God, the Holy Spirit 
is with you everywhere you go. In the Old Testament, God was not a father to the people. He was God and they were his servants. In the New Covenant, though, now God, Jesus said, is our father. In fact, Jesus said in Ephesians chapter 2 through the Apostle Paul, So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens of the household of God. Some of you remember that song, We Are Family. You want me to sing it, Luke? I know you do. <laughs> we are family. <laughs> do, do, do. Yeah, okay, I had to do that. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> In Mark chapter 3, verse 32, it says this. A crowd was sitting around Jesus, and they said to him, Behold, your mother and your brothers are outside looking for you. Answering them, Jesus said, Who is my mother and who are my brothers? And looking about at those who were sitting around, Jesus said, Behold, my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of God, he is my brother and sister and mother. And so the idea is, the fact is, the church should really be like a family. That's why the Bible says when one member hurts, we all hurt. When one member rejoices, we all rejoice with them because we are so connected. We're so together with the Lord in that. If you have put your faith in Jesus Christ, you are a child of God. He is with you through all of life's journey, whether the challenges or the celebrations. He will never abandon you. You are part of the church and the family of God. And you're not alone. I want you to know that you are loved. And maybe this is for someone watching online and you feel all alone. And this time you really haven't had any human contact. I want you to know that God is with you. His spirit will hold you through this time. Two years ago, I preached a sermon on Mother's Day, and I got in a lot of trouble with all the women. Who remembers what the message was? I was going to ask you to honk if you do, but, you know, don't, don't honk. <laughs> I went over how much money women spend on their outward appearance. Who remembers that now? Okay, yeah. yeah. Do you remember how much trouble I got in? Because it was a lot of money. And all the time, and we averaged it throughout the United States, and I'm not going to tell you how much, but I can assure you this, more than likely in the past month, you guys have probably saved a lot of money because you didn't need all of that and actually couldn't go get a lot of things done. But the idea is this, beauty and the most beautiful women is an inner quality, a trait that God gives you to be loving, to be kind, to be that amazing woman of God. You see, outer beauty is fleeting. But inner beauty lasts forever. And if you have inner beauty, I can assure you, you have peace. You have joy. You have blessings from God. We talked about that to dress to impress 
is not the quality of your clothes, but the quality of your character. I pray that all of you ladies would focus on who you are, the beauty that is within. Last year, okay, who remembers what we talked about last year? Who remembers that old rhyme? What are little boys made of? Snipes and snails and puppy dog tails. Now probably only Angie knows what a snip or is it a snipe is. I had to look it up. This is old English and it, and it means a little eel. Crazy, right? So that rhyme that we all said, hey, boys are made of snips and snails and puppy dog tails. What are girls made of? Sugar and spice and everything nice. Okay. And that is true. When you are demonstrating the love and character of God, your beauty shines, women. And by the way, that old rhyme is quite old. How many of you have heard that rhyme before? Sure you have. All, all us old folks. <laughs> okay. Last year I preached on, and get this, I got in trouble for this too. Wise women and wicked wenches of the word. Who remembers that one? And we went through the Bible and we talked about the qualities of a wise woman and we talked about, believe it or not, there's a lot of wicked wenches in Scripture. <laughs> and we went over the qualities of them in Proverbs chapter 14, verse 1. It says, The wise woman builds her house, but the foolish tears it down with her own hands. Ladies, you are the thermostat of the home. You can set the temperature. You can have this ability and control. What do they say? Men might be the head, but the woman is the neck. Yeah, you can't do anything without that. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. We went through scriptures looking at all the characteristics of wise women throughout the word of God and wicked wenches in the word of God. Every year I like to touch on the nobility, the beautiful character, and how precious our moms are. But I know this morning some moms don't feel that way. Unfortunately, a lot of mothers feel like they've failed at being a wife, at being a mom. They blame themselves for every mistake their children commit. Even as their children become adults and make wrong choices, for some reason, moms, it hurts them to the core of their being. They carry the weight of a mother's love when their children never call or include them in their lives. Folks, I can assure you that you can take two children and raise them in the same household with the same rules and do the same parenting that you did with one and the other and one will turn out amazing and the other may be a big disappointment but one day will come around never lose faith or hope the bible says raise up a child in the way he should go and when he's old he won't depart from it 
Moms, you show us your love every time you encourage us, every time you challenge us, every time you correct us, and every time you teach us. That is how you demonstrate real love. In Proverbs, we read, a child left to himself will be grow up and make his mother ashamed. It is through your discipline, your nurture, and your love that great men and women are raised. In fact, as you read the biographies of all these great men and women from throughout history, they all attribute much of their success to their mom. It's very rare they attribute it to their dad. Isn't that interesting? Girls, ladies, women, you have a lot of power. <laughs> Proverbs 3.13 says, How blessed is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. It's interesting to me that in the Bible, wisdom is personified as, guess what, a man or a woman? As a woman. It goes on to say in Proverbs 3.14, her profit is better than silver and her gain is better than gold. She is more precious than jewels and nothing you desire compares to her. Long life is in her right hand, and in her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are pleasant ways, and all her paths bring peace. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her, and happy are those who hold her fast. You read this, and it's a personification of wisdom, but you men, you can probably apply it to your wives. In fact, it sounds a lot like the Proverbs 31 woman. That wisdom has been passed down through many generations. Have any of you ladies said something to your children and said, Oh, goodness, I sound just like my mom. Anyone do that? <laughs> it's so funny that the wisdom of women through the ages has always been passed down. And I'll give you a few. Mothers teach us about foresight. They always say, make sure your underwear is clean in case what? You get in an accident. Have you ever heard that? Yeah, right. How about this one? Mothers teach us about logic. If you fall out of that tree and break your neck, don't come crying to me. Yeah, I don't think you could. <laughs> How about this? Mothers teach us about maturity. Eat your vegetables or you'll never grow up. You know, I really regret that I ate vegetables because, gosh, I never want to grow up. Uh, Jesus said, have childlike faith. Amen? How about this one? Mothers teach us about religion. You better pray that comes out of the carpet. Yeah. Mothers teach us about time travel. I know you're trying to think of what I'm going to say. If you don't straighten up right now, I'm going to knock you into the middle of next week. Mm-hmm. 
Mothers teach us about genetics. You are just like your dad. Mothers teach us about the weather. It looks like a tornado swept through your room. <laughs> Clean it up. How many times do I have to tell you? That's mothers teaching us about rhetorical questions. They really don't want an answer. They just want you to do something. Mothers teach us about the animal kingdom. A little birdie told me. That's why a lot of children think birds talk. I guess if you have a parrot, they do. Mothers teach us about mind reading. I always know when you're lying. Mothers teach us about politics. This house is not a democracy. <laughs> and mothers teach us about contradictions. Shut your mouth and eat your dinner. How do you do that? Osmosis. <laughs> but seriously, you moms, you have a huge wealth of wisdom and love to pour out on your kids, on your husbands, on your friends, on your families, and you have a huge impact on your children and your home. The Bible says as well, and talks about the importance of moms. In Proverbs 1.8 it says, Hear my son your father's instruction, and do not forsake your mother's teaching. Indeed, they are graceful wreath on your head, and ornaments about your neck. Moms, you always make an impact. The most beautiful proverb on a good wife and mom was written by a king in the book of Proverbs. And he writes it about what his mom taught him. You know what it is, Proverbs 31. If you want to turn there in your Bibles, you can. Proverbs chapter 31, verse 1 says, The words of King Lemuel, the oracle which his mother taught him. We have no idea really who this king is. There's not a lot written about him, but he did write this proverb. And it's all about the wisdom his mom gave him. Go down to verse 10. Proverbs chapter 31, verse 10. It says, An excellent wife who can find, for her worth is far above jewels or rubies. The heart of her husband trusts her, and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. She looks for wool and flax and works with her hands in delight. That means she's a great shopper. She's like merchant ships, and she brings food from afar. She shops at World Market, maybe Trader Joe's. Proverbs 31, 15, she rises while it is still night and gives food to her household in and out and portions to her maidens. She considers a field and buys it. She's a realtor, and from her earnings, she plants a vineyard. You know, some people say the Bible really squashes all the great talent and abilities that women have. The fact is, the Bible is the only book from antiquity that empowers women to do what God has called them to do. This woman is an amazing woman. 
dealing with all these things and managing her household in a godly way. Verse 17, she girds herself with strength and makes her arms strong. That means she goes to the gym. She senses that her gain is good and her lamp doesn't go out at night. Yep, she's busy doing Facebook till the wee hours of the morning. She stretches out her hands in this staff and her hands grasp the spindle. She extends her hand to the poor and she stretches out her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of the snow for, or her household, for all her household are clothed with scarlet. She makes coverings for herself and clothing and fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them. She supplies belts to the tradesmen. Strength and dignity are her clothing and she smiles at the future. She opens her mouth in wisdom and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household and she does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and bless her, her husband also, and he praises her saying, many daughters have done nobly, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. The most beautiful quality, ladies, you can have are the strength and dignity of living as a good, godly woman. One who loves God first, loves her family second, loves her church family and friends and co-workers and everyone else. Her priorities are right. It's appropriate that this day we honor our moms. And of all the commands in Scripture, only two are provisional promises. There's others referring to blessings and things, but two are specific. Paying tithes, hey, you're guaranteed that God's going to meet your needs and all of that, and honoring your parents. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1, it says, Children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with promise, so that it may be well with you, and that you may live long on the earth. Folks, it is appropriate this Mother's Day that we honor the moms. Of course, every day we should celebrate and honor and love each other. But this is a special day set apart so that we can honor and give recognition and worth to the beauty, hard work, and love that our moms give us. The women of living water, when I think of you, I think of strong women that are strong in the Lord and carry themselves with dignity. You know, not once have I ever had to correct any of our ladies. In fact, many have emailed me and corrected me when I've said stupid things from the pulpit. <laughs> women are strong in the Lord. Women who carry themselves with honor and nobility and women who love their husbands and their children. 
Moms without any training, you were given one of life's most sacred tasks, caring for and raising your children. In Proverbs 29:15, it says, The rod and the reproof give wisdom, but a child left to himself brings his mother shame. It's a high call for all you women to do everything you can to raise up your children in a beautiful way. A lot of times it's hard to always be loving, to always be that one that nurtures and teaches your children in the ways of the Lord. In Psalm 31, 24, it says, Be strong and let your heart take courage, all you hope in the Lord. And Ephesians 6, 10 says, Finally be strong in the Lord and the strength of his might. You see, you can love your spouse. You can love your children. You can be a loving parent, a loving child, if you allow God to fill you with his Holy Spirit, to give you his fruit of the Spirit, which starts with love and goes to joy and peace and patience. Dignity... And nobility is not about how you look, but it's about who you are. I pray that this week we would all try to carry ourselves with dignity and nobility wherever we go. Job chapter 40 verse 10 says, Adorn yourself with eminence and dignity and clothe yourself with honor and majesty. As children of the King of Kings, God Almighty, we should carry ourselves differently than those in the world. We should be ever marked with love. We should always express patience and kindness and gentleness to a lost world that is so self-centered. We should be more about serving others than serving ourselves. We should carry ourselves as ambassadors of the kingdom of God. We have royalty in our veins. Do you know that? As children of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ, we should be different than those around us. Just like the Proverbs 31 woman, we don't fear the future because our faith is in Jesus Christ not circumstances. That royalty should make us live distinctly and differently. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, it says, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. He loves you very much. That you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You see, we're no longer in darkness. We're no longer driven by fear, by depression, by worry, by circumstances. No, we walk through our journey in this life with faith, hope, and love. You are precious in the eyes of the Lord this morning. 
God loves you very much with a love that you can't even measure. Strength and dignity are your clothing. When you look in the mirror, I pray that you would see yourself through God's eyes, not your physical appearance. But I pray when you look in the mirror, the Holy Spirit would begin to reflect His love and His light and His beauty in you. In Philippians chapter 4, it says, Whatever is beautiful, whatever is of good repute, if there's any excellence in anything worthy of praise, dwell or meditate or think about these things. Mom's wisdom is described very clearly throughout the Bible. Wisdom herself is personified as a woman. In James chapter 3, verse 17, it says, but the wisdom from above, and I want you to note these qualities, is first pure, then peaceable, James chapter 3, verse 17, then gentle, reasonable, full of mercy and good fruit, which is all the fruit of the Holy Spirit, unwavering, meaning not fearful, not worried, but steadfast and without hypocrisy. Today we honor our moms. You are so precious to us, to God, and to this church. Who can find a virtuous wife we read in Proverbs 31? Because her worth is far above jewels or rubies or any treasure this world can give you. Your marriage is the most valuable thing in your life. Your children have been entrusted to you and grandchildren. Some of you care for your grandchildren. Look to you for direction. Mighty women of living water, we salute you. We honor you both moms, moms-to-be, stepmoms, and grandparents. Your children rise up and call you blessed. And your husband also praises you, saying many daughters have done nobly, but you excel them all. Father God, we pray that you would bless all the moms here, all the moms watching online, God, I pray that you would heal marriages, that you would heal lost relationships. Lord, for children or parents that are estranged, I pray that you would heal families right now in Jesus' name. And God, I pray for all the women, Lord, that you would reveal to them that they are powerful, that they can be strong in your spirit. Lord, that they are noble, and excellent and beautiful. I pray that you would bless them all. In Jesus' name, amen. Remember, charm is deceitful. Beauty is passing or vain. But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. We have gifts for you, and Cheryl will be passing those out. Men, as Cheryl's passing these out, we need to honor our wives. 
You know, the Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 7, You husbands, in the same way, live with your wives as an understanding manner, as with someone weaker. And last week we talked about what the word weaker meant. It means valuable, delicate, easily broken, precious, since she is a woman, and show her honor as a fellow heir of the grace of life, so that your prayers will not be hindered. A lot of people wonder why God doesn't answer their prayers. Folks, I got to tell you, prayer is not a magic genie, but it's a provisional promise. You need to honor one another if you want God to hear your prayers and answer them. You need to love like God loves. And as Jesus told us last week, you need to love one another even as he loves the church. This morning, we are grateful for all the moms. And we're blessed to be able to give you this gift on this Mother's Day. Worship team, come on up. I would encourage you, men, start treating your wives the way you want God to treat you. Wives, treat your husband and your children the way you want God to treat you. When the Lord told me that many years ago, almost 30 years ago now, it changed my life. Everyone I come in contact with, I pour out mercy and grace and love because I know the way I treat people, God is going to treat me. And I so need that. Hey, during this lockdown, I believe God has shut down schools and businesses for us to work on our families. Spend this time. Don't waste this opportunity to forge lasting relationships with your children and with your parents. We pray that you would all have a blessed Mother's Day. Thank you for listening to Staying the Course with Pastor Brett Peterson. If you would like a copy of this message or would like to submit a prayer request or comment, contact us at 949-888-5777 or email us at info at ccbcu.edu. God bless you as you seek and serve Him. Remember, stay the course, and we'll see you next week. I love your word. I love the way it comforts me.